This episode of We Don't Have Time For This is sponsored by Crystal Knight Jewellery. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on Zigram, along with my co-host, <laughs> Kate. Kate Rebsy. Oh, I like that rendition. Well, people in my office have started calling me Rebsy. Is that because they listen to the potty? I guess. It has to be because no one outside of our school collective and now the extended mother's group of the podcast <laughs> calls you Revzy. I know. I'm into it and they're into it. The people are into it, Revs. Stop resisting it. Stop fighting it. I'm not really. I just... Are you okay to do the pod tonight? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My head is in 10 million places right now. Dear listener, as I turned up tonight, Rafa had done her first, right? Yep. Projectile spew in her sleep. First projectile spew since she was a newborn. She's nearly three. You've had a great run. I have. That's good innings. You're a real mum now. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, Yeah, fucking hell. (laughs) We've been through about four sets of sheets since I've been here. Yep. She's had four showers. Yep. We are bracing for the next one because she did drink a cup of water in the shower just now. Ugh. This is brutal. I didn't realize how bad this is until I'm in it. Revs has been dealing with gastro going through her family 20 million times before me. and uh, It's the thing that my family gets. Yes, it is. Whereas my family get fevers and temps and snotty noses. You guys get gastro. And I'm not going to lie, <laughs> seeing as I'm popping my first gastro cherry as a mum, gastro sucks. Yeah. Although you don't have to run to the hospital with gastro. With a fever, you have to run to the hospital. No. Yours is worse. No, I'm sorry. Yours is way worse. Dude, I've gone through four sets of bedding. Rafa projectile spewed all over her own bed twice and all over my bed. She got every surface. The cushion, the sheet, the mattress protector, the doona cover, plus all the towels that I lay down underneath her to catch it. Yeah. Isla's favorite trick is to, when she wets the bed, is to find the one corner, the one corner that doesn't have the bedmate on it and just like curl up into that bit and just piss through the sheet there so that when I get up to change the bed, I'm like, oh, cool. The bedmate's still dry and the little corner that wasn't (laughs) covered is full of wee. Have kids, they said. Anyway, so we're going to attempt a podcast? Of course we are. (laughs) No, I'm actually quite excited now. I'm excited too. Look, we may be housing a secret because our dear listeners can't see us, but we have a special guest. A special guest. Now, this is the most requested guest that we've had on our non-guest format podcast. And we're not going to have guests again. This is a one... To- well, we well, well, okay. well, 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 we may have guests again, but we weren't anticipating having a guest. No, is but that fair to say. Yeah, I think that's totally fair to say. But the people have spoken. And when the dear listeners talk, we listen. Mamas listen. Oh, we do. And we have had unbelievable amount of DMs requesting an appearance from the Good intro again but this time with the good mum okay okay ready hello and welcome to we don't have time for this i'm your host Gemma pranita aka Gemma peanut on the gram along with my co-host Revzy and the good mum <laughs> she's here guys the anticipation it's has very been very exciting we're so happy to have you here Thank you for taking time out of your busy ass life to. I don't have time for this. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) But I actually do because I get to see you guys midweek, eat Thai food, have a lol. It's just wonderful. And help clean up my toddler. (laughs) And hopefully not catch gastro. Thank thank you. Super spreader event. Oh, shit. (laughs) Thank God you're here tonight, really. Guys. Actually, you're the expert on gastro. I'll give you that. You may not be a good mum, but you're an expert on gastro. <laughs> so the good mum's name is actually Claire. We are unveiling her now. It's a big reveal. I was actually wondering coming on here tonight, what am I allowed to call you guys? Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought yeah, to, I yeah. meant to ask you that. Jem. <laughs> <laughs> and Jem only. If you want, you can call her Peanut, which we never do. Okay. Oh, penis. <laughs> Gemma Penis. Oh, God. This is already okay, escalating. It's too much. It's Everyone, please shit together. We've got a podcast to make. 
Claire, yes. what is it that your family gets all the time? Um, it used to be ear infections, mainly ear infections, throat infections, all the infections. But something you can fix with drugs. Ah. It's just beautiful. You can go off to the little doctor and you get your little script and 48 hours later, you're better and you don't have to wash all that bedding. All right, guys, I'm <laughs> feeling the gastro shade. Oh my God, I am throwing you all the shade. I've had my first experience of it. It's fucked. It's not it's like I horrible. sat down and chose it to be my family's thing. It was, it was thrust upon me. Can I tell you, I've got a gastro story. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, it was a few months ago now, I was having my first ever night away from my two girls and my youngest, Ella, was probably about 14 months at the time. So it's a big deal. Finally, they get a chance to have a girls night go to my girlfriend's house drink quite a lot of wine and you know when it sort of kicks in and you're vibing and you can't stop we ended up dancing on tables at 4am in the oh my morning God. and it was 6am that I get the text from my husband you have to come home we've all got gastro we're all down and no. now I have to go to bed I've held out as long as I can texting you oh, and now you have him. to come home so there I am going home at 6am lying drunk <laughs> And it's like a fucking crime scene. There is vomit on the ceilings oh to the skirting no. boards, like everywhere down the hallway, every town. And my four-year-old sit on the couch and she's like, hi, mum. Oh. And she's bounced back, oh, which no. is worse. No. You know when they've bounced back? Like, so she's not fetal position watching ABC Kids. She's ready to go for the day. Oh, God. And that day was the worst day in my parental life. I believe it. It was horrible. So you pulled an all-nighter. I pulled an all-nighter. My whole family had gastro. Husband's in bed vomiting. I've got to clean the whole house, including the walls, and parent, and sober up, and then deal with the hangover. Horrendous. <laughs> Question. Mm. Did you get gastro? No. Oh, well done. Oh, well I am done. guts. I, Good mum over here. I am guts. <laughs> I am guts. So kids, in general, love to punish us. Yes. Whatever we want to oh, yes. And something I didn't mention before to our dear listeners is, of course, the first and only time that Rafa has ever got gastro, which is tonight. My husband's in Melbourne. It's always the way. It's just how it goes. Every time I go away or my husband goes away, someone gets sick, whether it's the person looking after the kids or the kids. The person away, fine. Loving it. Killing it. Loving life. My husband is literally living his best life, staying in a fancy hotel in Melbourne, having drinks with clients and whining and dining people. Boo. You are going to want to murder him by 3am this morning. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Wait, what? Why by 3am? Well, when you've been up and... Is that, oh, shit. Hold on. Is it, is it, I thought you guys said she's probably done. Oh. I mean, she's done four voms. How many more can she do? And let's just not talk about tomorrow when she can't go to daycare and you've got a toddler and all that washing on your hands. She can't go to daycare? No, she can't go to daycare. They can't go until they've been 24 hours symptom-free. I, I have a full day of work oh, tomorrow. Not me. Not me. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to... You guys just record this episode. I'm going to go and rock myself in a corner into a puddle of my own fucking tears. Ah, uh, you're a real hey. mum now. Let it go. Let, Let it go. By the way, Revs, do you know what you've done? What? Anytime now I post video of Rafa singing on Insta, <laughs> everyone slides into my DMs and goes, Soz Jam, all I can hear now is Revs' mockery of Raf's singing. And I'm like... I get that. I feel the same way. Fuck you! <laughs> I can't even watch Moana without hearing it anymore. <laughs> I have so many questions for you. Same, so many questions for the good mum. But let's loop everyone into how you fit into our lives because we probably talk about you every single episode. So how should we describe Claire? We all met on the same day. Yep. Year seven. Year seven, day one. If you ask when we actually met and the moments, I just couldn't tell you. But we all live within 10 minutes of each other. We have kids relatively similar ages. Can you tell us about your family life work situation? Give us oh, the sum. I will talk about Claire's work situation. Yes. Guys. Oh, God. No, I'm very proud of my besties. Oh, don't. Claire is a hugely successful news producer. Just produces the top-rating news show in the country. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like some beautiful besties to pump your tires. We're here to be hype girls. For sure. The best hype girls you could ever ask for. But yes, I'm a news producer, part-time. I have two kids, two little girls, four-year-old Lily and 18-month-old Ella. Oh my God, I forget she's 18 months. A little bit advanced. I'm very devastated about it because like you guys, she's 99.9% .9 my last baby. Wait, 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 wait. 99.9? .9? Well, you know... 
You never say never. No, I do. I say never. Well, like, the older she just... gets, the more I say never. Okay. I started at 80% when she was born. and then I went, remember. And I went through a little stage of like, oh, no, it can't be my last. I must birth again. I remember. <laughs> Weird. Really liked giving birth. I know that's not a popular thing to say, but really liked giving birth. And yeah. I want to do it again. Yes, me too. But I don't want to have another toddler. Yeah. Oh, give me all the babies. Yeah, no more None toddlers. of the no toddlers. More. And no I've, got, I've got one more toddler in me, and that's reserved for Iggy and Iggy only. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I've got one more toddler in me. I guess I'll give it to Iggy. <laughs> sorry, it's not the night to troll you. I'm sorry. Yes, but the guys, trolling is great. I know, but we've got to be kind to you tonight. You're going through your first gastro experience. Hashtag pray for Jim. Yes. <laughs> Very fragile tonight. So two girls, 18 months and four. Yes. One's in preschool. One's in preschool. Just started actually a new preschool this year. So she's doing school hours now. Oh, oh no. The dreaded school. Is that nine till three? Yeah. So she was in daycare. She was in daycare. So I've been, yeah, went back to work after about sort of 10, 11 months. I've had two good stints of maternity leave, but now I'm back at work. And you're married. And I'm married. To? To Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) On this podcast, you have to say with jazz hands. Jazz hands. (laughs) Jazz hands. Um, And Nathan's going to hate this. He he, he will hate this. He'll hate that you've even said his name on a podcast. He would hate it. If he even listens. He's actually a little bit famous on the podcast. I don't Is know he? if you guys what? remember, but we threw him under the bus. Did you? About him being servo flowers buyer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think they got back to him somehow. Oh, really? It was probably, yeah. It was probably my husband. <laughs> I actually think it was. Was he upset Graham about the it? Graham <laughs> Rude. Side note, my hubby has never listened to the potty, right? Wow. Which I've secretly loved because I'm like, great, yeah. I can say whatever I Why want. Why not? Does he have just no interest? He probably has too much gem IRL. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, I don't legit. need to hear another hour of that bitch. Guys, stop trolling me. <laughs> I thought you were going to be kind to me tonight. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why he doesn't want to listen to your successful podcast. Because he's probably listening to too many podcasts about foreign policy. Snooze. Mm. I work in the news and snooze. Yeah, snooze fest. He listened to the most recent ep. Oh, fuck. I know. Because he's in Melbourne. He's on his own. And he always said to me, traveling for work and staying in nice hotels is actually really lonely when you're on your own. You don't get to share the experience with anyone. I do not feel sorry for him. I'm one (laughs) fine. But he's taken his... I would do a long haul flight to Europe just for the alone time. I wouldn't even get off the plane. I'd just stay on and hitch it back. 48 hours on my own. People bring me drinks. Don't have to stand up. I don't feel sorry for you, Rue. Well, he listened to the latest app. Oh, no. And he messaged me and he said... How much money have you got in your burner account? Oh, I'm in trouble. You're in trouble. I know. I really played it down. I was like, oh, not like nothing, babe. Like 150 or something. Like nothing. So what's the algorithm? If you say 150, what is it really? Like 1500. Guys, guys, he might be. Times 10. (laughs) Wait, was that right? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, mine's about half usually. If I say I've got 500. I've got the thousand. My algorithm's 50%, I reckon. Nice. It works in reverse. Like if he's like, oh, that's a nice dress. Is that new? I'm like, that's like 25 bucks. And it was definitely more. They have no idea and it doesn't matter. But heaps of our dear listeners slid into our DMs as well. And I loved this. A lot of them were stay at home mums. Yes. Claiming that they too had a burner account. And I was like, yeah, girl. Get it. Get it. Get it, girls. So important. So necessary. You buy those shoes. You get that facial. So back to the good mum. Okay, can we just actually... Another FAQ from our dear listeners is, can you please ask the good mum how she feels about the title, The Good Mum. Very weird. Very, very weird. Can I just say, when I first heard the title, The Good Mum, it was on this podcast. And I I was shook. What? Shook. And I think I text both of you, one of you, saying, what the fuck? The good mum. Actually stunned by it. Oh, babe, we've called you that behind your back for years. I know. (laughs) And then you had this revelation. And then I was even more shook. And I was almost a bit offended by it. Because I was like, this woman sounds bloody insufferable. Like, who wants to be the good mum? Like a know-it-all. Like a know-it-all, nosy, stick up her ass. It took a lot of explaining from you guys to explain why you called me the good mum. Yes. And so what I'm interested in, do good mums know they're good mums? Because I had no idea that I was the good mum. So does everyone have a friend that they think... come on. No. Really? Honestly. You are our oracle on everything. We could be like, there's like a weird rash on his left foot and then... 
you'll be like, is there a fever? Oh yeah, there's a fever. Oh, okay. How old is he? Mm, nine months and three weeks. I think it's dengue. <laughs> and what you need, and what you need is a cold compress and three mils of Nurofen. Okay. Well, one, as you've mentioned, I'm a news producer, so I'm a journalist by trade. So it is my job to research. Yes. Two, I'm a fucking perfectionist and I need to know the answers to everything and I need to control everything. Yes. Not so compatible with motherhood. No. Which I've learned. And not to get too deep too fast, but that is freaking hard when you transition into motherhood, right? When you're so a perfectionist. Hard. You are oh. you are so hard on yourself. And you'll be like killing it in one area and you'll be like, yeah, but I'm dropping the ball here. Like so hard. What's the biggest thing that you had to let go of in terms of your perfectionism? Because for me it was having a messy house. Like I had to kind of surrender to mess. Oh, yeah, really look around, book. Claire. It's so fucking messy. It's horrendous There's in just here. It's shit like a everywhere. Swamp. I mean, where's the floor? If you couldn't tell the tone, we're being horribly condescending. I repeat. You have a beautiful home. I thought we were going to be kind to me and not troll me tonight. <laughs> it's a pylon. It is a fucking pylon. I'm dealing with a child with gastro for the first time. Oh. Yeah, okay. Okay, Darling you can't keep pulling that one out. Okay, so for you it was a messy house. <laughs> yes. For me it was everything. I think mainly related to behaviour and sleep and just controlling what the baby was going to do. I know that sounds really broad, but waking up every day and not knowing, not being able to predict mm. what was going to happen. And you know that thing with motherhood that just when you nail something and just when your baby's sleeping through the night or doing something and then the regression hits and you think, what did I do wrong? How do I fix it? And so yes. I spend my whole time researching. But I genuinely feel like with motherhood and especially a baby, like from zero to one, because there's so much change, but just as you've caught up to what they're doing, they, they change. change. It's so unfair. And, and being able exhausting. to let go of that yeah. and being able, the second time was so much easier to be able to go, say, that's with baby just a number stage. Two, have you found that you're less perfectionism-y? Yes. Being able to let go. Well, not let go, but no, accept. I found acceptance. Things are a stage and they'll ebb and flow. But I will say, I thought I'd be even more relaxed than I am. So wait, you're, you're not happy with your level of relaxation? <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd like to research and work on that? No, I just thought things that happened the second time around, even though they'd happened the first time around, and I thought, no, you'll be cool with that. I still wasn't cool with that. Yeah. I still was really frustrated that I couldn't control it. So anyone out there that wants to be able to fix things, I see you. It's yeah. really, really hard. And I yeah. don't think we give mums enough validation for it being okay to want to fix it as well. Yeah. I think there's all this pressure to be like, you've got a baby now. Just go with it. Like, yes. you've just got to let your life go. Yeah. Just be cool. And that's really, that actually adds another pressure to mums yes. that aren't that way inclined. I don't know. If you're not a go with the flow mum, it's really hard to be told to be a glow with the flow mum absolutely it is another definitely another layer of pressure what about sleep is ella a good sleeper compared to lily because i feel like parents obsess over sleep they do and when you have two you can compare so i had a dream sleeper first and i was like smug mum where i was like guys this is easy oh were you god i didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> not smug at all and then i had again the <laughs> dear listeners this is our general dynamic when the three of us are together. This isn't even tonight. I've just realised that this is how we are. You guys to shit on me, basically. Sometimes I even text Revs after the potty goes live. And I'm like, I really loved it when you said that to Jim. It's true. Sorry, Jim. But I do love you so much. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I can um, take it. So you've got an 18-month-old. Yes. You've got a four-year-old. Yes. You're married. Yes. Do you ever see your husband? No. Okay. Oh, actually, that's not true. My husband works from home, so we're so lucky that we had the flexibility, hence why my elders can go to a community preschool at the moment. He can pick her up at 3 o'clock and bring her home while I don't finish work till 7.30 at night, so... The kids are in bed by the time I get home. But I do only work a few days a week, so we sort of juggle it that way. So I do see him, but I don't see him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I think it's your term. I, we don't make eye contact. And you really designed your life that way, right? I you were a real career girl before you had babies. And yes. you really planned out when you wanted to have kids, the gap between your kids, how you would go back to three days work. You stayed with a particular company so that you had this leave built up. And Oh, rapping mm. girl. Oh, darling. Okay. Tiny sip. Okay. Like, tiny, 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 tiny sip. Like an ice cube even. Okay. Hey, Rafa, can you suck on some ice? Godspeed. Do you want to say night? Night night, Rafi. Say night night, Raph. But say it from like four metres away. <laughs> <laughs> Take your
your gastro Love over you, there. Raph. Night, darling. So along the sort of perfectionist control vein, mm-hmm. you're that type of mum that maybe a lot of us know that has planned out her life, her whole life maybe. <laughs> um, you definitely were in school like a planner and a high achiever. And then you've kind of taken that into your career and you got to a certain point in your career and you said, okay, I'm going to have kids at this age and I want this gap between my kids and I'm going to have them. Sound. <laughs> Really, really boring. No, no, no. <laughs> you are goals. And you go, I'll have this kid in May and that kid in September and it'll be all perfect. Um, obviously, there's shades of grey in there, but you've pretty much nailed the timing of how yes. you wanted everything. Yes. So the reason you work part-time now is because you built up to that over a long time. Like you had the foresight well before we were even thinking about popping out a kid. Yes, yes, I did. And I knew that I worked in an industry where I could, I'm so lucky to be able to do shift work, really long days, like 13 hour days when I'm doing them, but I can do a few of them, make my enough work hours for the week and then have the other days at home with the kids. So I'm lucky that I have that flexibility and to work weekends so we don't have to pay for childcare. But yeah, I I guess I did plan it out, but I didn't really think beyond that. And motherhood has thrown me a curveball. And that was that I was always the big career goal woman. I wanted to chase after these big dreams career-wise. And I don't know if anyone else feels like this. I don't think you guys do. But since having kids, a lot of that has just gone, just stopped, I guess. I Not that I don't love my job, not that I don't love my career. And but is wanna... it more the burning the... passion to yes. like ambition? The, the ambition. ambition. That's yeah. the word. The ambition. Right now, I'm just really happy to be with my babies at home. And I want to be with them a lot. And when I'm with them, they drive me nuts and I can't wait to get back to work. I was actually telling someone at work today, I'm like, when my alarm goes off on a Tuesday, I go, woohoo, it's Tuesday, I get to go to work. And it's like that feeling, you know, when you're like 21 and it was, you woke up on a Saturday, you're like, ah, it's Saturday. I get to lie in bed. I get that now on my work days because they're my days off. They're my break from parenting. But I just don't have that real ambition to really push and climb the ladder. But I've got this problem within myself because that's so not me. Mm. Since the moment I was born, I feel like I've always been so ambitious and I've always got to get to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm just going to stop on this rung of the ladder for a minute. You could look at it that you're applying that ambition to your family and creating this great, strong family unit with these beautiful girls. But but hello, you're the good mum. Like you are killing it in that new field where your your ambitions have just diverted and you're you're killing it in our eyes. Yeah. You are. Like Like I see your way of looking at it, but yeah, it's just unnatural for someone that's always been, and I will always work and I will always, and I'm sure maybe in a year or two or three or four or five, I'll be ready to climb that ladder again. But I I don't know. I want to give you, I want to give the dear listeners an example of how your brain works. So (laughs) I, I would really like to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just my brain feels like scrambled eggs. (laughs) Well, I'm that person who draws blanks when it comes to parenting. Like tonight with gastro, I was like, guys, I'm paralyzed with I don't know what to do yeah. mode. And mm. you guys were like, great, you've got a whole linen closet full of linen. Like, you're going to be fine all night. Da, da, da. I know- you've got ochre. You've got storm. You've got driftwood. <laughs> you've got sand. But you know what? Can I- Little side note, she was saying to Revzy and I, I have no more linen. What am I going to do? We opened the linen cupboard. There was blush. There was grey. <laughs> she just didn't want to get vomit on the blush. And <laughs> she, okay. I did put the towel over the beautiful upholstered bed hair. That was around. kind. Thank you. Thank you. Really cool. I, I, did, I, thought so. I actually noticed that too. And I was like, yeah, bestie. Hey, I've got you guys. I've got you. I thought that's too nice to get spew all over it. It's only a few months old. <laughs> So back to me being the mum who draws mental blanks constantly when it comes to parenting. Claire, for example, will come up with whole stories and activities for her girls. I will never forget when you told me how you came up with this fantastic time passer because that's what you're really good at. It's like, really? Yes, you are the queen of time passing with kids. So, for example, you came up with this game where you got your girls to collect anything around the house that was pink because you were going to have a pink bath and then you put like Uh, pink food dye in the bath and then you said while they're busy gathering all the things that are pink I can get shit done and then they jump in the bath and it's novel because the bath water's pink and then they've got all these pink toys and then they have the best time ever and think you're fun and love you and you get shit done yeah I'm all about getting shit done I would never (laughs) even think to do that yeah but you know why no Jen would be like your energy when shit goes awry is to just 
freeze. Yep. <laughs> Whereas Claire, yours is to like go double time. Yes, it, it is. I think when we had our gastro experience, once I'd sobered up, my idea was to put the kids in the car and drive them through the Macca's drive-thru because they got nuggets for their sore tummy. I got a quarter pounder for my hangover and it's an activity. Then they got toys and the Happy Meals. Like don't underestimate the toys in the Happy Meals. Yes. You can get a good 45 minutes out of those fuckers. Oh, <gasps> Really? Yes. And they're like $5. You can feed two kids for $10 at McDonald's. Oh, what? This, like, you, hashtag <laughs> not sponsored. That's not something the good mum would do, right? Take their kids through oh, no, 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 Macca's no. drive-thru because they're hungover. Okay. I see the problem. You see my problem. No, no. I see the problem. You think the good mum has a halo and wings and is like all put together and perfect and lovely. And And like feeding their children organic and wearing hemp clothing or something. It's not what we mean by the good mum. Okay. Okay. By the good mum, we mean like, you know what to do at every turn. Oh, that's really nice. You do. Well, but even if you don't, you'll try five things. Jem will be like, I'm deer in headlights. I've got nothing. And I'll maybe give one thing a go and then have a cry but you're like okay I'll try this that didn't work I'll try that next I'm going to research okay here's three new things to try try A didn't work try B (laughs) you know like you'll sort through it and you'll work it out and then you'll impart the knowledge to others when asked for you never put it on oh that's very kind but Google is my best friend and you could find all of those fun (laughs) activities too if you felt like Googling them (laughs) as I said I am paralyzed Why would she Google when she has you on the end of her phone? That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, so I want to know, you were across the school pickup mum gag. And I got involved in your little fight too. Yeah. Because I took major issue with your interpretation of Jem. No. There is no way Jem has a bento box with homemade sushi. Okay, can everyone Get real. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Can everyone stop getting hung up on the freaking homemade sushi? Two words in like a three sentence description. I think that speaks volumes about a mum if you're fucking home making sushi. Again, it didn't so weird. Let's not get into this okay. again. Best thing about being here tonight, I'm just a listener that likes to listen while I walk because that's when I listen to you. And so often I'm just like trying to butt in and say my piece and it's really frustrating that I can't. I bet you everyone's like that and I get to tonight. Yeah, it's really exciting. So which school pickup mum are you? I'm not any of them. And I take real issue with this list of school pickup mums. <laughs> Because why are all the, okay, inverted comma, good mums on there got the beautiful ponytails and the it bag and the $3,000 pram or the the linen linen. and they're the good mums with the homemade sushi. What about me with my food stained t-shirt, denim shorts, but yes, I've packed a good lunchbox for my kid and yes, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to introduce myself to that teacher and I'm going to make myself known and I'm going to ask her all the questions about planning for the school year. With a coffee in your hand. With a coffee in my hand. But I ain't put together. I don't have a ponytail. I don't have a three grand pram. Oh my god, what is this mum called? Claire. Yes! <laughs> Can I just I wrote a description for oh you. Oh my god. This is a prediction, obviously, not a school mum yet. Okay. This is what I wrote. Is okay? it accurate to what I just said? Pretty close. Okay. I wrote. Always on time, but en route to other appointments. She's mm-hmm. holding it together, but only just. Lunchbox and all its contents from a secret sale at Aldi. Every mum's girl crush. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, that is. We need to write one for each of us. No, mine's done. <laughs> I'm so candid. No, I disagree. What? Yeah, no, I do think you're Candace, but I think we can elaborate a bit yeah. more. Maybe we need to work out the real school mums, not from a fashion retailer's point of Maybe view. Maybe your dear listeners, we had to add some of these school mums to the list. Yeah, because there's no mention of career. Because yeah. you're, you're doing the self-deprecating, I'm Candice, guys, I'm a fucking hot mess. But let's be honest, Revs is a freaking overachiever. Overachiever from okay. way back. This, this yeah. episode is going to be such a circle jerk if we keep hype-girling okay. each other and how good we are in our careers. Yeah, it's, it's really lame. We're obnoxious. <laughs> one thing I've learned from being a school mum, and I can, as the elder mum of the group, I can tell you, no one gives a shit about your job when you're a school mum. The school mum zone is purely about the children. You're... <laughs> Can we just go back to the fact that I had all the specials from Audi? I'm just stoked on that. <laughs> it's true, right? Hacks with Claire, Audi. <laughs> Audi. I, I was there today. 
<laughs> There's one opposite my work now. Did you pick anything up for me? I often get a text from Claire that's like, hey, I just grabbed you two freezer pouches from Audi because they were only $2. So I got one for Isla that's blue because that's her favorite color and one for Teddy that's red because I know he's really into Power Rangers at the moment. Hope that's okay. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Special buys, guys. They are live. Dear listeners, so Revs, Claire and I, we all get our hair done together. Again, it's the only way we can catch up is by booking in a hair appointment once every 12 weeks together and we all go and see the wonderful Maria to get our hair done and it's a bit of a mission because she lives in Maroubra but we quite enjoy the drive because we play 90s tunes and then we go through Macca's drive through <laughs> and this one time we were driving through so Revs decides I'm ordering a full strength coke then Claire goes I'm also going to order a full strength coke then I the deviant said I want a frozen coke and I'm thinking frozen coke what are you 10 <laughs> Well, we get to the drive-thru menu and Claire sees that frozen Cokes are a dollar. A dollar. And what did you say? I think I said it's the biggest fucking bargain in my life. I'll have a frozen Coke. I think you craned your head out the window and was like, excuse me, change one of those Cokes to a frozen Coke. Did you know, dear listeners, frozen Cokes at McDonald's are one dollar. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. I feel like I've talked about McDonald's a lot on this podcast. <laughs> We've outed you. What a bargain. Loves a bargain. Loves a bargain. Can I also just another not sponsored? Back to Audi. Crowns at Audi. What's a crown? Oh my God, you haven't lived. What is it? And you you recommend ice cream for a living? <laughs> What's a crown? So, like the biscuits? I, no, a crown is Audi's take on a drumstick or Cornetto. Oh. Complete rip off. Way better. Oh. Better ice cream. Better waffle cone. Price, better chocolate. Price point? $3 for four. What? Ooh. Wait, what? Look Hashtag out. not sponsored. So, Rebsy, you know how I'm a closet woo-woo person? Vegetarian Sagittarian? I love me a crystal. And one of my all-time favorite brands, Crystal Night Jewelry, has sent us the most divine pieces to bedazzle our tired mum bods. And this is the one frustrating thing about podcasts, is that our dear listeners can't see them. I wish they could see just how beautiful and delicate these pieces are. I believe they're clear quartz, aka the master healer. Um, excuse me? I'm the crystal connoisseur here? I just really like this jewellery, so I'm full tilt for full moon. So clear quartz is known to dispel negative energy. It promotes clarity of your mind and your thoughts. It's, it's the perfect stone to keep close by when wrangling kiddos to keep your cool. And all of Crystal's designs are created from materials that are ethically and locally sourced in Bali, where all of the pieces are handcrafted by artisans working out of a family-owned business. And Crystal Knight Jewellery customers have the option to select from three charities that support women and children across the world. So, Rebsy, where can our dear listeners hook themselves up with some wearable calming energy? If you're not in Byron Bay where the store is, you can shop online at crystalnightjewellery.com. We'll link it in the show notes. And the wonderful, hardworking Crystal Knight herself has given us an exclusive and insanely generous discount code to share with our dear listeners. So use the code, all capitals, no time 15 at the checkout for 15% off store-wide until the end of the month. So Claire, what don't you have time for this week? You know what I don't have time for? What, what don't, don't you, you have, have time, time for? <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for chasing around my 18-month-old around the house trying to shove food in her mouth because uh. she's decided to be an asshole about eating. Uh. And she was it such a good eater before. Both my kids were good eaters, but aren't all babies good eaters? They sit there, they think, oh, puree, this is fun, shove it in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they figure out they can climb out of the high chair uh. and it's all over Red Rover and it's soul destroying. Like I actually breathe a sigh of relief when mealtime is over now. Oh yeah. Both me and my husband do. We argue about whose turn it is to feed the child and then we just are so relieved when it's over. So I feel we need to share, you are a feeder. I'm a feeder from big, way back. Big time feeder. Actually, from a long line of feeders. Back in the day, like old friends of mine used to speculate that I was starved in a past life because I get anxious if there's not enough food, if yes. the portions are too small. If Claire comes over for dinner at your house, she'll say hi and then she'll just sort of walk around to the pots on the stove, give them a once over, just check there's going to be enough food for like, the Did evening. you put enough pasta in the water to feed me tonight? <laughs> It looks like there's only pasta for four. Yeah. There's only two of us. It looks like there's only pasta for four. 
We need pasta for six. You're going to want to cook half the packet. Don't. <laughs> Chuck it all in. Whole thing. Yeah, so I am a feeder from way back. So that does, you know, cloud so things a bit. But I think all mums, like, get really frustrated feeding kids that Absolutely. get fussy, right? And 18 months is peak climb, it's... run around, too busy to eat. And what I know now from having a four-year-old is it will pass. Lily will go through stages of eating and not eating. But, you know, most of the time she'll sit up at the table and eat her meal, her, you know, what she'll eat is expanding. God, it's a long ride till you get there. Yeah. How long does that go for? You'll know. Oh, yeah, I would say to like three. Oof. Maybe? Oof. Do you, would you say three? I don't remember. You're the one who remembers yeah, this I'd stuff. say about three. It starts at about 12 to 14 months and then it's all the way through. I, I have girls though. I'd be interested with you guys, with boys. Maybe boys oh, yeah. are different. What about Teddy? Is, has he's, he... Nah, he's an eater. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's an eater. Yeah, so I take no credit. Both my kids are good eaters. Did nothing to oh, earn that. They just so you didn't have to chase them around the living room putting no. sweet potato in their gob? No, when he turned 18 months, he was a boy, so he was a bit slower. <laughs> um, when he turned 18 months, he did start to like get restless and was too busy doing stuff to eat. So that's when we introduced the iPad. Yeah. And I felt really bad, but... We do the iPad. Okay, wait, pause. Tell me everyone feeds their toddlers in front of the TV. Because my toddler and my baby have all of their meals in front of the TV. Yeah, and I, do you feel guilty about it? I feel horrendously guilty Yeah, because you think it's going to stick and they're never going to be able to eat without yes. a screen. Yeah. So I've had this debate with my sister recently because she has a kid the same age as your youngest, Claire. Yeah. And she was like, he won't eat. And I was like, stick him in front of the telly shove it in and she's like no 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 and she didn't want it she's like very aware of not being judgy and yeah. she knows what I do <laughs> so she was never like no I'm not going to do that and fuck up my child thank you very much <laughs> but I could see in her eyes that that's what she was thinking anyway the other day I got this text from her at seven she goes so I put Tommy in front of the tv I was like oh yeah she's like he ate everything yeah, because they go into full zombie mode and you just shovel it in. They don't even know it's going in. It's like a mad stoner with a packet of Doritos. <laughs> they just keep going. They don't stop. Yeah, but it wears off. I too have always fed my children from the TV. We are the worst podcast ever. <laughs> we are dishing out the worst advice. We're like, drug that problem. Put that kid in front of that screen. Go to Macca's drive through <laughs> Oh my God. We are the worst. We're about to get hella trolled. <laughs> but you know what? I love that our podcast is not parenting with a cat. Capital P. Nah, exactly. And I eat dinner in front of the TV. Same so... every night. Hang on, wait. So maybe they won't shake it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, the fear is right. They'll never be able to make conversation and they'll need a screen every time they eat or whatever. But they won't because different environments, they're different. Every time we go to the grandparents' house, they'll sit up at the table and eat. They don't have yeah. a screen there and they don't even think about it because it's a different environment. So maybe totally. we'll just move house when it's time to get rid of the screens. Should we all do that? And start afresh. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Done. What? So what are you doing to, what, what fourth step are you on to come I'm back? literally chasing her around the house. So we wow. sit her in the high chair. We try and feed her her favorite foods. Which and is then, at the moment? Which is, oh, she'll eat sausages, fish fingers, sweet potato, fries, rice. And then she'll jump out of the high chair and won't eat it. And then I literally chase her around the house and put food in her mouth. You chase her around the house with rice? It's like Jim's worst nightmare. It's like the worst egg and spoon race ever. <laughs> rice everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> but can I just say, hacks with Claire, packet rice, really. Like you really need to get really into packet rice. <laughs> she's nodding she's not but she, her eyes say no fucking way there's gonna be no rice up in here Jen actually influenced me into getting one of those robot vacuums is it not life changing it is life changing mine's called Vacky Chan Vacky Chan and Vac Efron need to hang I know they need to hang you actually brought Vac Efron round to my house so I could try before I buy yeah <laughs> and I used it isn't there a special Audi robot vac it won't be as good as Vacky Chan <laughs> this is when you gotta go premium but some things you gotta dish out some things are just worth the money it is life changing and then you can chase your toddler around the house and put exactly. rice in their gob. To those who are resistant to robot vacuums, my theory is if you have a dog, you don't actually need one. Yeah. But if you don't have a dog, you know what I'm talking about when dogs just lick up all the scraps oh, under yeah. the high chair? Uh -huh. That's what Vac Efron and Vacky Chan do. Have you guys noticed that everyone's a dog person now? Mm. Oh man. Have you noticed? Yes. I feel like it's very cool to be a dog person now. Yeah, and I listen to a few other podcasts where all the hosts are dog people. Oh, and when, really? Yeah, and when they dive into conversations about their dogs, I completely tune out. <laughs> We're going to lose a lot of people here, but I'm not a dog person. But I'm also not a cat person. Oh no, I see, I'm a cat person, but I'm highly allergic. I too am allergic to cats, and I really don't like them. But are you a dog person? I am. 
but I don't have time for that. <laughs> yes, and Millie's that... begging me for a dog at the moment, like literally asks every second day, can we have a dog? And I'm running out of things to say. Babe, she also begs you for stairs. Stairs. She wants a house with stairs. <laughs> what? She's like, everyone else has stairs. And what are you going to do, build her stairs? No. No. So you're not going to get a dog? No. I've always been asking us for a dog since she was probably Ella's age. Mm. And we always keep saying, you can have a dog when you're 18. <laughs> She goes, okay, because that used to suffice. And now she's like, seven, eight, nine. Wait, she can count. that's a long time away. Who has time for a dog with young children? You know what blows my mind is those people, no judgment. <laughs> Podcasts are hard. The people that are pregnant and they get a dog and then they have a new baby and then they've got a dog and a new baby. Or people who get the dog well before they're ready for a baby as like a pretend baby. Yes. And then they have the real baby and they're like, Fuck, we've also got the dog. <laughs> See, I, I never made that mistake, but I I got botanical babies when I was struggling to conceive. Wait, wait, wait. are you comparing <laughs> taking care of house plants to animals? Okay, put it this way. When you have 20 plants, it is You have to water them. Yes. <laughs> if a plant dies, no one's crying. I really upset but when my yucca tree died. I remember your plant Fuck stage. Fuck your yucca. Honestly. Remember your fiddle leaf and it would get dusty and you'd yeah. be all like worried about your fiddle leaf. What? Guys, at my at my heart. I didn't have time for Jem's plants. <laughs> hey! I remember there was some solid few months of content about like sponging down the plant. Yes! She used to do Instagram stories. It was like, guys, what you need to do is sponge down the leaves, give them a little spritz. I got this canister from Ikea. Swipe up for the link. Funny how she never did those stories for her real babies. <laughs> you know what you need to do? Swaddle them up nice and tight. That's because I'm not the good mum. No one wants advice from me. She's the plant mum. <laughs> but, but guys, look what's happened. I've had kids. There's no more plants. Only the odd cacti. Okay, in my single field of vision, without even turning my neck, I see four plants. That's a lie. One, two, three, four. They're not plants. They're very low maintenance. Thank They're more you. like dried blooms. <laughs> We've got ochre. We've got storm. <laughs> so I've got a couple of friends who are hardcore dog lovers. And they, they were very much like, this is our first baby. And when they were pregnant with their first child, they were like, oh, no, this is our second child. Yeah. Like hardcore. And now the baby's around. They're like, oh, about their dogs. Yeah. Might happen to my sister. Oh, She's really? like, oh, this no guy. way. Yeah, you know how she into her dog she was? Obsessed. Fur baby. Yeah, yeah Jessie. Yeah, Jessie. Well, Jessie's fucking living on the veranda now. <gasps> and Tommy's sitting there in his high chair with his polo shirt on watching Thomas the Tank Engine eating his risotto. And Jessie's on the other side of the glass door literally whimpering. And everyone's like, shut up, Jessie! <laughs> oh, Jessie. That, but that's why you don't get a dog. That's why you don't get a dog. Also, I hear they get up really early and like want you to walk Ooh. them. No. 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 Don't have time for that. I already have two things that shit need walking. <laughs> <laughs> I do not need a third one. But this is a problem because most people in the world, I feel, are like dog lovers and also they will not hear a bad word about dogs. Maybe we just need to be schooled on why dogs are such a great addition to the family. Look, I think it probably breeds better kids to have some animals in the house, yeah. right? You learn kindness and stuff. Learn all about death. Learn all about oh death. God, Maybe the kids learn to pick up some shit once in a while. No way. It's the Taylor's oldest time. The kid's like, I want a dog. I want a dog, please. The parent's like, let's get the kids a dog. And whose dog does it become? The parents. Yes. My mum definitely saw our, our family dog till the end of its life. I don't think I took that dog on one walk after the first day. I, okay, I'm going to defend dogs now. Oh. I grew up with dogs and they did make my childhood. Like the memories... You have good memories, right? Yeah, see, and it this is, is nice. the difference between you and us. <laughs> you are so selfless and always think about how these things are going to impact everyone else in your family. Whereas Gem and I are like, how will this impact me? Yeah, for me, I'm like a dog walking vet fees. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. expensive. Yeah, pet insurance. Someone tell us what's good about dogs. <laughs> Call us. So, dear listeners, feel free to slide into our DMs and tell us why we're wrong about having a dog. We are truly open, like genuinely open. Yeah, like, I, I want to know. Help us get around it. Okay, so am I wrong 
or how, how would you describe your general approach to parenting? But you do, you think of like, what's going to make Christmas magical for my girls? Or... Yes, I'm all about trying to create little pockets of memories and traditions. I am very into traditions. So I think about how am I going to make Christmas, you know, special each year, make it unique to our family. Dear uh, listener, I have to chime in here. Claire was like queen of Elf on the Shelf. Oh. She went down that path, people. I, that killed me listening to your podcast about Elf on the Shelf. Why? Killed me. Because I wanted to interject so bad because you just didn't get it. <laughs> it's like you missed the point. It is the ultimate bribery tool. As Rev said in that episode, that's Santa. Yeah. Sam, no, but yes. When you've got little, maybe for Revs with a six year old, but when you've got little, little kids, you need the daily visual, visual reminder. reminder that mm. someone's watching them. And it's magic. Even Ella, who was only 14 months old, would wake up every morning asking where Bertie was. And we'd run around the house and try and find him. And it was magical. Can't you guys feel, are wrong. I'm not feeling it. Can't magic. relate. <laughs> Can't relate. Anyway. It's just so much admin. Did you find a lot of admin or did you research? No. So um, Nathan and I would take turns. So oh, I do one night, smart. he do that. And I have to admit, he was better at it than yeah. me. He was way more creative once he got into it. What just... was your best elf on the shelf? Actually, the best one Nathan did was he got a toilet roll and some string and he hung it from the light and made it like a swing because my girls love going to the oh park and having a swing. God. So Bertie was having a swing from the pendant light in the lounge okay. room. For God's sake. This so is... you're... Hang on. So you're the good mum and he's the fucking craft dad? He is the fun dad though. No, you're fucking fun with your pink baths. <laughs> Gave them a pink bath one time. <laughs> your kids just have fun parents. Yeah. Fun parents who get them down to bed no. on time. To answer your question, I think my approach to parenting would be I'm a big routine mum, yeah. which again sounds boring, but it works for me, the control freak, and it works for them, the toddlers that need to know what's coming when. So yes, yes very routine driven, but I try and sprinkle a little bit of fun <laughs> when I have time and mummy's having a wine. It's interesting that you say that about being a routine mum, because I do think that it's very easy to judge the kind of mum that you're not. Yes. So I think the mums mm. that go with the flow can be like, oh, like there's Claire again. And then they judge you because they think, you're boring or you're this or you're that but actually you're thriving within a structured routine life with your kids whereas people who are more go with the flow they're thriving in a more unstructured environment with their kids where completely i've got cousins who are polar opposites they're sisters yeah and one lets her kids stay up till 10 o'clock at night and she doesn't care she's like it's fine they're happy they're fine and they put themselves to bed it's great and she's not even slightly stressed about it the idea of that makes me break out in hives. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the phrase that goes around a lot of mother's groups, which is, it's only a problem if it's a problem? Yeah. yeah. That's my favourite motherhood catchphrase. And what is someone... No, and what is a problem to you looking in on someone else's life is not necessarily a problem to them. And it's not your business. Exactly. Like, like it's only a problem if it's a problem for your family. Like, some people love co-sleeping. I hate co-sleeping. Tried it once for half a night, hated it. Some people love it. Do you like know who's a surprise co-sleep lover? My mum. What? Really? Yes, co-slept with both of us. And she even tried to encourage me. And you know what I'm like, I'm militant. You are like the opposite of a yeah. co-sleeper. Yeah, I like kicked my kids out of my room as soon as I could into their own beds because I, I'm such a light problematic sleeper already. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to function as a parent unless I'm sleeping and they're sleeping. We just all need our own space. But my mum was telling me that in Thai culture, it's totally the norm mm. to sleep with your kids. Mm. And she said she loved it. She's yeah. like, there were four in the bed and the little one said... Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not for me. But other things that I'm comfy with, people will be like, oh my God, how? How do you do that? Do you ever though like, wish you, sometimes wish you could be what you're not, but you know you can't? Yes. Give us an example. I remember when I first had Lily and she was probably only a few months old and it was doing my head in that I couldn't plan a day and I don't mean plan a day like do things but people would be like when can I pop over and I'd have no idea when she'd be sleeping or awake or whatever and I know with young babies that that's just the nature of young babies but I loved it once she had predictable naps or yeah. pre predictable bedtime and I could be like I can meet you for dinner at 7 30 because I know she'll be in bed but then sometimes I wish I could just be like oh yeah whatever let's just I'll take her out for the day who cares about her naps I don't care in the pram you go, but it's just not who I am. But no, sometimes yeah. I do look about that and wish I could be like yeah. that. Yeah. 
yeah, like, do we I, all do that? I don't know. Definitely. I look at mums that went into banana bread making in COVID with their kids and I was like, wish that was me. Are it's you? not. Because you it's, like banana bread? Because <laughs> I love, you know how you're a feeder? I'm an, I'm an eater. I'm a receiver <laughs> of the feeder's food. Oh yeah. I've seen you go into Claire's mum bag and eat all the food. <laughs> to never come here empty-handed. Must bring snacks. Last time she was here, she brought pull apart. I was stoked. <laughs> the good thing about you is that I'll be like, ah, what am I doing with my day? I know he'll give me some structure. I'm like, hey, want to meet up today? I'm like, yep, I can meet you at 3.15, but I've got to go at five. Oh and my like, God, that sounds terrible. No, it's perfect. Cause I'm like, cool. An hour and 45, covered off. I love that you bring that to my life. So I'm, I can only imagine yeah. how good it is in it all the time. But you know what you bring to my life? And same with Jem, is the other thing. I think this was easier pre-kids where I, we could just hang and I, yeah. there'd be no plans. And you are the most spontaneous person I know. And I'm not a spontaneous person. So it's really fun to hang out with spontaneous people. So do you apply all this diligence to your marriage probably not enough of it like do you worry about how much time you give nath and you know about your relationship or is that something that you're happy to go with the flow on i'm happier to go with the flow with that because i just can't be on with every aspect of my life and i feel like the kids need it more but yes i do have this niggling thought in the back of my head we haven't had a date night in six months. All those couples on Instagram are having a date night and mm. I should do that. And do you guys have date nights? I just had a date weekend. Uh, I cannot recommend this enough. I was actually showing Nathan your Instagram stories being like, look at this. Seriously, do what you have to do to make this happen sometime in the next year. It is so wild how much we don't connect well, how much I don't connect with my husband. Like we're just flatmates moving around each other, handballing duties, sharing the load. And I was like, oh my God, I actually like this person. Cause it's easy to forget. It's so well, easy to forget. You don't, you don't have any conversations other really than the kids, the household, what needs to be done, what you're doing today. Did you, what do you even talk about? Oh Did God. you talk about the children? Yeah. No, not really. <gasps> we were, <laughs> we actually confessed to each other uh, like at the end of day one that we were both worried we would not have anything to talk about. <laughs> I would have that genuine concern. We were like, maybe we'll make some friends. <laughs> we were like genuinely concerned that we would be bored in each other's company. But we've had so much fun, like catching up with each other's lives. And like, but what did you talk about? I can't even say, like, kind of like when you start dating everything and nothing. We were talking about work yeah. stuff. And we were talking about family and friends and things. And then we were like, oh, this movie just came out and this is the review. And oh, did you see that meme? We got back to that, like, pre-kids, yeah. pre-kids flirty. Fanta. Uh, chatty banter. I forget oh. what you actually talked about and in those we, days. And we had a long, silent brunch. No. Oh. Like we sat next to each other at the table and like ordered and stuff, few words, but then we like read the newspaper and like scrolled our phones and oh, ate. Oh, the peace of it all. And ate brunch with two hands and like you can talk, but also you can sit there in that comfortable silence. I feel like brunch is the sort of the pinnacle of pre-kid life. Absolutely. Like brunch is the thing that sort of separates your pre-kid life from your post-kid life. Yeah. No one with kids is having brunch. No, no one. And do you remember how long you used to sit at this brunch? Like I remember sitting there. Shall we get a third coffee? Hours. hours. Just and, watching and, the world go by. And look, it's suddenly lunchtime. Should we order lunch? We're still here. And then you'd be like, what should we do this, Arvo? Should we go meet some friends? Friends, we go for a swim. Let's have a nap. Oh, naps. Oh my God, I miss naps, naps the so much. The problem with date night is there's too much pressure. You've got three hours, four maybe, on with the babysitter on the clock or a parent at home or a friend doing you a solid. You can't like take your time and actually have those silences. You feel like you have to connect, have conversation and then get some sexy time in there as well, either pre or post. Like it's too much pressure. You know what I the agree. problem with it is too is, or oh, maybe it's just my problem. I'm too fucking tired. I was yeah. just about to say that. I'm shattered. I'm shattered. Yeah. I don't want to sit and make conversation with my husband. I know it sounds really bad, but I'm tired. I've actually got a girlfriend that recently I was having this exact conversation with. And you know what she does? Once a month, her in-laws come over and mind her kids on a Sunday during the day. Oh. 
like lunchtime or one, and, two o'clock. And they go on a lunch and date. And they go on a lunch date, but it doesn't have to be a lunch date. They'll go see a movie. They'll just go for a walk, go for brunch or for lunch or for afternoon tea or a drink. But as you said, there's no pressure on it. Mm. So it takes that pressure out and it's a day date and they're not tired. I mean, the hubs and I have the issue where for whatever reason during COVID, when we've tried to book a restaurant, there's either like a five o'clock booking or like a nine o'clock booking. Yeah, both are bullshit. Both are bullshit. But we always take the five o'clock because then we think, well, we'll miss kid bedtime and the in-laws or the parents or whoever, the sitter we've got can look after that side of things. But then we've like eaten and it's 7 p.m. <laughs> and you know, you can't come home. And we can't come home. They'll but, still be up. <laughs> <laughs> but then we're both yawning. <laughs> and we're like... Kyla could just roll on home, put on some Netflix and uh Here's the hilarious thing though, I could go out with you girls any night of the week and be out till 1am and never feel like I'm making conversation. <laughs> like it's the ultimate <gasps> date night. Oh my god, that's, that's so true. That's such a horrible revelation. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone sends out a group text like, anyone up for dinner? I'm like, yep, there! <laughs> Suddenly full of energy. What does this say about marriages? <sighs> could roll on home to Netflix. <laughs> Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Shit, indeed. That is so true. Yeah, right? It's upsetting how true it is. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. Yeah. Must have in the hospital bag. Black undies, five sizes up. Okay. Best bribe for toddlers. Smarties. You know why? Because not only do you get, they're only little bits of chocolate, so you don't feel so guilty about giving them chocolate, but they're different colours and you let them pick the colour. And there's the activity of picking the colour and they bloody love that. Works a treat for toilet training. Easing them into new things or cold turkey? Cold turkey, 100% of the time. Do you discipline when you're in front of friends or save it for when you're on your own? Oh, I think you pick your moment. My mum um, is quite wise and is a bit of a good mum herself. So a lot of my wisdom comes from her. And she always told me, you pick your moment and you pick your battle. She used to say when I was a teenager, I'm going to save my nose for when you come to me asking if you can try heroin. But when you ask if you can get your ears pierced, I'm going to say yes. Because you're going to go to your mum and say, mummy, may I try heroin? (laughs) But yeah, pick your battle. I probably give in too much because I don't want the public meltdown or tantrum. But if it's an important point, I discipline on the spot because I don't believe in disciplining later. I don't think little kids have a memory to absorb it later. It's then or that's your moment. Okay. And if you lose your moment, you lose it. Would you rather your kid was the bitten or the biter? The bitten. Top tip for the four month sleep regression. Consistency. Whatever you were doing beforehand, keep doing. Most successful kid dinner. Fish fingers and potato gems with a side of peas corn, you know, the frozen peas corn with some butter through it. That's oh, the healthy bit. With some butter through it. Butter through everything. That's another tip. I actually think maybe you taught me this tip that when you're weaning babies and you're teaching them to eat purees and stuff, you always put a lump of butter in things. It makes it a bit tasty. Yeah. Eat your feelings, kids. Um, <laughs> how do you survive a day after a rough night? Coffee, 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 and then it's time for the wine. <laughs> Love it. Favorite type of mum friend? Sweary, loves a wine. Loves a laugh, doesn't take things too seriously. And fucks off by seven. And fucks off by seven so I can put my kid to bed. Is it time to move on to the hashtag not sponsored? Definitely. So my hashtag not sponsored this week is something that I would love to get you two on board. Ooh. It's a menstrual cup. Oh, Mm. I've got to do it. Yes. Come on, school me. I've got to make the move. It's very timely for me tonight. And I've managed to convince a couple of our other girlfriends to transition to the menstrual cup, and it's going really well for them. So you two better listen up. I actually hate that I haven't adopted this. Me too. I feel like I would be the type of person that would adopt something like this. And tell us which brand. And tell you which brand. And I'm I'm scared. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. How about this? I want to hear what's your resistance I'm just scared I'm going to pull the little end and it's just going to fling blood on the tiles. It's, it's the coming out <laughs> yes. that's for me. I'm also scared that I'm going to have to buy an XXXL and like that's just going to make me feel sad. Okay, let me talk to you about a, one particular... Is there sizes? Yes. So there's one particular brand that I love. It's called Better Cup. It's actually a UK brand, but they do ship to Australia. They have two sizes. They have size A, which is for anyone who hasn't given birth and size B is for anyone who has given birth. You were talking about, you were slightly concerned about the exiting and the entry. Well, let's start with the entry. 
There are you Sounds like a sex tutorial. Let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> Not gonna chime in with a part there. If you go into YouTube, particularly good video called Seven Different Folds for a Menstrual Cup. It's bloody origami! No, it is! And my favourite fold is called the tulip. So I highly recommend you look I'm out. Up. I'm out. I'm hard out. It's too hard. Hang on, hang on. Haven't got time for it. Rebs, you're very pro-environment. I know. I'm covered in shame that I haven't adopted this yet, but it just, every time my period rolls around, I'm like, next time. Okay, let me ask you this. On your heaviest gates of hell day, how many hours do you have to change your tampon? Every two. Okay. With a menstrual cup? 10 hours. Whoa. 10 hours of wear, sometimes 12. But do you have a light flow? No, I am gates of hell on day one and two. You know this about me. Okay, okay. So we've got gates of hell. You've got the cup in. You've done your tulip. Yep. (laughs) Surely when you pull that thing out, it's going to splatter like a crime scene. (laughs) Okay, so this is the thing that I think is the biggest misconception about periods. Because we're used to seeing period blood in a pad or in a tampon when we pull it out, it looks like this big red mass, right? And that's because blood is absorbed into fabric and it just spreads. It expands. It expands. But actually, when you see your menstruation in a cup... Can't wait. (laughs) Hear me out. It's actually not as much as you think. It's as much as a shot glass. But you still haven't answered the getting it out. Okay. A shot glass still okay. spills. Okay. A I shot will... glass can still cover a shower screen. Yeah. Okay. I, I will confess that I don't feel like I've mastered the pulling out bit yet. On a scale of one to Dexter, what are we talking? I mean, MacGyver is what comes to mind. Like, I really have to kind of get crafty on how to get it out. So, I've got my method down pat. The shower. I've never taken it out in a public toilet or even on my own toilet. It always has to be in the shower. I will say it's hard to get purchase on the actual cup to pull out, but I'm getting better at it. Okay. Now, I I can feel your resistance. There's a lot of fears about pulling it out and putting it in and all that kind of stuff. But my theory is, aside from all the obvious benefits for the environment, think about women in the 1920s when they were first introduced to a tampon. And then someone invented the tampon and they're like, I'm going to shove what up my who now? Like, <laughs> you can just say, but right? Because yeah. it's so, by the time Rafa's a teenager, I... You're going to need to be able to show her. But I genuinely think tampons will be obsolete. Like, yeah, I really believe that yeah, by and then... and they should. They're one of the biggest waste issues we have in the world. A pad that was used 30 years ago is still in existence on our earth. In, in landfill. landfill. Yuck, that's awful. Yeah. That yeah. Really so you think about a menstrual cup. I have one. I can use it over and over and over and over again. And you really do learn from your mother... Revs, as you know, because my mum was an applicator tampon user, nearly all of my friends use normal tampons, but for whatever reason... It's I... cultural. In the UK, they all use applicator tampons. Is that right? Yeah. And, and if you ask someone for a tampon in the UK, they'll hand you this fucking pool cleaner. Well, you used to give me shit and say, oh, pull out your lightsaber, Jennifer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll have a battle. Which is like, and the first time I looked at one of those, I was like, what? Where does this go? But, you know, you taught me. Yeah, I taught you, but also it's what I learned from my mum. So I figured with Rafa, I want to be able to be like, babe, I do this all the time. And then it's no big deal. But imagine if you've never used a menstrual cup before and then your daughter's starts. That's a really good point. So I feel like if you're feeling orkies about it for yourself, do it for your girls. Well, I'm really excited that they're going to have period undies. That's one thing I have adopted is I wear period undies, but more for the gates of hell day. Like I like to sleep in them so I don't have leakage. No, I Can you sleep in a keep cup? You can't. <laughs> in a what now? <laughs> can so, you sleep in a better cup? Absolutely you can. It you? doesn't tip over and then like go back. No, because, okay, so there's this seal ring so that if you imagine it's sitting tight in your vag canal, um, there's nowhere for it to leak out. And the only way that you can get it out is you have to squeeze it. It's got tiny holes. So you literally break the seal. To pull it out. So when it's sealed properly, there's no leak. And just to try and get you over the line even more, the reason why I love Better Cup, it's a small mum-run business um, by this lovely, gorgeous woman named Ruth. She's got a couple of kids, but also her sister lives in Africa and does a lot of work around supporting women in Africa with sanitary products. And so every Better Cup that's sold, there's a contribution to ending period poverty. In Africa. Yeah, that's cool. Amazing. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll bleed into a keep cup, but only for you. <laughs> it's not a keep cup. That V 
visual. I'm literally picturing one of my cake cups up your back. It's really espresso. Piccolo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my hashtag not sponsored is a little bit niche, but I think it'll speak to some school mums. This year, I did not buy the normal black school shoes for Isla, right? Every year, like you, I really believe in a good shoe for school. And every year we've had really good school shoes and they get scuffed up and ruined and the Velcro doesn't stick and she grows out of them so quickly. We are at a public school and the uniform rules are not particularly strict. You just have to wear black shoes. So I bought her a pair of Vans. They're a really good quality shoe. They're going to fit her for ages because they give. I actually love Vans. Love Vans. They're comfy. She feels really cool in them because the year six girls wear them. And they're really easy for her to put on. And they're going to last us way longer than typical school shoes. Are they lace up or are they Velcro? These ones are lace up. I don't think you can get Velcro over the toddler sizes. When do kids learn to lace up their own shoes? We're going through that now. Okay. It's just a good quality shoe that still is going to look okay in months time and I won't have to buy another pair of shoes. Now, I would never have done that for my kids' first year of school because you just imagine these perfect little buckle shoes that you've got to polish or whatever. But having had now two years of school from the UK and here, school shoes are just a hot fucking mess and I think this is a major life hack. And a little bit of another hack to add to your life hack is that Vans are a canvas-based shoe. Yes. So actually... Oh, I know what you're going to say. You can wash them in the dishwasher. Washing machine? No. Oh. No. Dishwasher. No. You don't know about my dishwasher shoe Gem cleaning taught hack? me this. What? Yeah, and it oh my changed God. my life. It's life-changing. So lots of people who wash their shoes wash them in their washing machine. Yeah. So a shoe is like bouncing around, boom, 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 like breaking your washing machine. My mum also a bit of a wise duck herself, taught me that if you put your shoes upside down in the top drawer of your dishwasher where you put your glasses and things, run them through a cycle, clean as a whistle and don't break your machine. But what about the foods? What about you don't the, put food in it with it. What about the know. plates that are... No, no, no. You, do, you do it as an independent cycle without any plates or I any would food. not be putting my husband's shoes anywhere near my utensils. Dude, some dirty plates are way filthier than shoes. Okay. Works a treat. I've Works just, a treat. So when Raph was going through potty training, she would come home from daycare and they'd be like, sorry, she weed into her shoes again. And I would pick up her shoes and they stink. <laughs> they smell was, like homeless. They smell like homeless. And then I would put them through the dishwasher. The dishwasher, oh, not the washing machine. Okay. Ooh. All right. It doesn't only preserve your white goods, but it also preserves the shoes. Do you chuck your better cup in there too? <laughs> better cup you put in boiling water. Okay. Claire, can you sing the outro? No! Yes! Go on. So I don't sing, can't sing, will never sing. And this is why we want to hear you sing the outro. <laughs> Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Yeah! <laughs> so really husky and yeah. sexy. Yeah. She's got that news reporter reading yeah. voice. We just We've cut. Done. Cut. Cut. <laughs> we did it.